Guys, I want to thank the sponsors of the podcast. I want to thank GoHunt.com, my friend Cody Nelson, the glassing guru, the optics authority. He's the optics manager at GoHunt.com. If you have any interest in buying optics or have any glassing questions, whether it be tripods, spotting scopes, rifle scopes, range finders, anything to do with glassing, give Cody a call, 702-847-8747, that's extension 2, or you can email him at optics at gohunt.com. You can also send him a text or call him on his cell phone at 602-399-3699. Guys, right now at GoHunt.com Insider, you can take advantage of the free trial. Go to GoHunt.com forward slash Scott. You're going to be able to take advantage of a free trial of the Insider. GoHunt is always adding more value for their Insider members. They've now added real 3D maps as a part of Insider for no additional cost. What an incredible value. Very soon, they're going to have their mobile app up as well. Go to GoHunt.com forward slash Scott and sign up for a free trial. If you're already an Insider member, it's automatically part of your Insider membership. And you can just go to the Maps tab up at the top once you sign in as an Insider. I also want to thank Kuyu Ultralight Hunting. That's the gear that I wear on all of my hunts. To find out more, you can go to KUIU.com, Kuyu.com. They're a direct-to-consumer company. They sell everything off of the Kuyu.com website. I also do a lot of question and answer on my Instagram where I'm answering questions about guys wanting to know about gear about Kuyu, so tune into my Instagram. I want to thank Kuyu for their sponsorship. I also want to thank Phonescope.com. Use the JScott20 promo code. You're going to get a 10% discount on all orders. Again, thanks to all the sponsors of my podcast. Welcome to the J. Scott Outdoors podcast. Today I've got my friends from The Draw on the line. I've got Jordan, Casey, and Jason. Guys, how you doing? Good, good. How are you? Good. I hear a new voice in there, Casey. Um, you're running with a rough crowd with jo- uh, Jordan and J- uh, Jason for sure. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> um, guys, I want to get you on the podcast here. We're kicking off application season, which... I'm sure you guys are well aware of that. You're probably right in the thick of it, but we've got an Arizona deadline staring us in the face, and then a bunch of other states are following uh, suit after that. Uh, First, want to just touch base with you guys, see how everything's going over there at the draw, and tell the people that maybe don't know what you guys do, uh, how it's going and what you guys do, and then I want to dive into some questions here. Sure, James. Jason. Um, you know, we're an application service um, based out of southern New Mexico, and we handle basically any state that has an application or a raffle. We handle the processing applications for those, for all of the states that have that. Um, we've been in business about four years now, and we we service, um, you know, about 2,000 clients now, and we're... Um, that's what we do. We're just an application service. Yeah, I get a lot of feedback from people that have heard you guys on prior episodes and they've uh, joined up with your application service and get a lot of feedback uh, on my Instagram, especially people coming back after listening to the podcast with you guys and talking about how much time you got, you guys spend with each person and you know, really that white glove uh, kind of service. 
and um, I can appreciate you guys. Uh, it's I know Jordan and, and Jason and Casey. It'll be good to uh, get to know you as well. Um, you know, speaking about Arizona for a second, um, well, the whole Southwest, let's talk about that. If you're in New Mexico, you know as well as I do uh, the drought we're in at, at, from a 30,000-foot uh, view what are your thoughts on all of these states uh, for this 2021 uh, fall season coming up just in general? You know, for us, Jay, it doesn't look real good. We're in, we're in really bad shape here in Southern New Mexico. I think it's the same in Arizona and really the whole state of New Mexico. Some of Northern New Mexico is getting out of it and they got good snowpack and stuff. But um, as far as the Southern units in New Mexico and, and Arizona, it's really, really bad. And I don't see it getting better. We're really pulling back the reins and really thinking about some strategies that include, um, you know, not going full bore in New Mexico or Arizona this year. Yeah, but I mean, still with your, you know, you still have to apply in a bunch of these different um, states and, you know, you got to still keep moving forward. Um, you know, with the drought, there's nothing any of us can do about the drought. Uh, you know, what are you guys telling clients about, you know, the strategy moving forward with the drought, um, as far as, you know, still collecting points and still trying to apply for some of those units. And then there's a lot of guys out there that they don't even really care about, you know, necessarily size of antler. They're just looking for hunts and opportunities. So I'm sure that brings up some conversation with you guys. Yeah, for sure. Jay, I think that, uh, you know what it that that's a great way of putting it is as we're looking at the south right now uh or the southwest we're definitely setting in a, a bit of a holding pattern if you if it's arizona we, we're very fortunate to, to have that point guard system in place where guys can still be a little bit aggressive and who knows maybe we maybe we have an incredibly wet moisture spring that uh that things start shaping up and looking a lot better than they do right now. Uh, New Mexico, it's definitely a bit of a no harm, no foul roll of the dice, right? Especially if we just kind of focus on historically um, more uh, units that are a little bit, uh, have a, a better track record in them. But, uh, you know, these could be the years where we get a little bit more aggressive about looking at uh, using some points maybe in Montana or Wyoming or Colorado. I mean, Wyoming and I, I think the whole, you know, West had some pretty bad drought this year. But as a general rule, those states are a lot more likely to bounce back real quick. And then, you know, I was going to kind of hand it off to Casey here because I know he's he's as dialed as anybody on uh, on you know maybe we've only you've only been investing in one state or the other and it's like well how do I how do I make an opportunity happen sooner than later if uh, if my goal has been primarily a long-term goal state so I'll kind of hand it over to him but he he definitely knows as well as anybody all right so I'm just gonna break a little bit of it down as far as long term and short term for guys that are just getting started uh, kind of like myself I've been in a couple states but not too serious always been pretty hesitant uh for one reason or another but what we've kind of got figured out is for short-term goals just getting started you want to focus on like wyoming colorado new mexico and then specifically for archers uh montana <clears throat> if we go back to wyoming we're going to be more uh for the general tag because currently you only need about two or three points to get to where you're actually playing there and then Arizona, uh, Utah, Nevada, those are going to be our long-term. Uh, you're pretty committed 
15, 20 years to even look at any options there um, as far as good ones. So <coughs> I got to sneeze like crazy. I think one of the questions <coughs> I would have for you guys is, um, you know, you deal with all sorts of different people and different goals. And so every time the phone rings, you don't know if it's going to be one of your people that have been applying for 15 or 20 or 30 years, or if it's some of the people that are starting out. You know, what are you seeing out there as trends? Obviously, your company has been just growing and growing and growing. Um, what, what, what are the trends? What are people asking for out there? What are people wanting to hunt? Um, and, you know, what do you, what do you, what are you hearing out there on the street? Sure, it's a good, it's a good question. I think at the end of the day, Jay, uh, to your point, everybody's got a different goal. And as we've matured into a, a bit of a different company, we do have guys that are calling us uh, that maybe because of work or family or whatever, they've just been investing in these places for 10, 15 years. And now it's like they're ready to start hunting. But on the flip side of that, maybe the guy hasn't been investing in it and he's the same age and family and life has started kind of slowing down a little bit and he's ready to start hunting. And I think that uh, that that is probably the overall message is that the the day of let's get started in this state and apply religiously and eventually someday it's going to be our turn to go and hunt the very best thing that ever happened in those states it that ship has kind of sailed as mature as these point systems are and that's where states like new mexico uh have started to kind of shine a little bit is with you're you're not behind a point system you don't you're not behind some long 20-year curve or 10-year curve even you have the same chance as everybody and as as Casey pointed out, some of these states, the way that their their application process works ends up uh, lending itself to some short term goals, even though it doesn't necessarily mean we're going to be hunting what uh, many would call the, the best units in the state. But like so I'll break it down real quick in Wyoming and then we can shift to like deer real quick and kind of do the same thing. But Wyoming and Casey touched on general elk. Uh, two to three years, you're going to be a hundred percent chance of drawing, whether you're in the regular or the special. And that's a, just the special means you pay a little bit more money for the tag, but same dirt, same season dates, same everything, and a hundred percent chance of drawing with two to three points. So, with that tag, you have access now to hunt almost 50 percent of the state of Wyoming. And like a lot of us, have, go we don't get to play this game as often as it used to be. But for $74, if you draw that tag, you now have an archery stamp that would allow you to hunt the entire archery season. If you're unsuccessful there, you can come back during the rifle season. And Wyoming is definitely not a state that I lean on when guys are looking for that 380 plus kind of bull it's just not about that up there but if guys want to go elk hunting and have positive experiences for you know 280 to, to 360 class bulls even with that general tag there is a lot of bulls clear up into those 340 to 360 class coming out of that <laughs> state some public land some private land if you want to do a high alpine horseback or wall tent type experience all the way down to a super gentle lodge-based experience. Uh, there is something for everybody outside of the guy that only wants to shoot 380-plus kind of bulls in Wyoming. And obviously, there's still some of those every year, but it's just a lot fewer and far between. But with two to three points, 
that is a, a really great option. And the other thing about that is with a change that happened in Wyoming last year where they moved when the results are being posted is Wyoming is now actually probably a, a really good backup plan because prior to that, you would need to commit to a hunt in Wyoming clear into or, you know, the end of January. And if you're guys like us, it, that's a hard thing to do because I want to see what happens in Arizona and New Mexico and Utah and, and uh, maybe Montana. And I, I hated committing to that. So I just defaulted to a point only for elk uh, because I like to play the game. And, and that didn't let me. Now they've moved that results all the way back into the third week of May. And up until the second week of May, <coughs> we actually have a chance to retract that application. And we're out a few dollars for the application fee. But we can jump back in in, Ju in July, grab our point, And it's really a no harm, no foul situation. So as late as those results post and the idea that we could retract the application and still get a point and move forward, make it the best backup plan in the country for elk hunters. And if you're sitting on a bunch of points right now, uh, uh, you might as well have that in the mix. And if you're waiting on a unicorn tag in Utah, Nevada, or Arizona, at least get some value out of the fact that you've invested so much time and money in, in Wyoming. And, and now with that change from last year, you sure can do that. Yeah, I mean, that, that sounds like an interesting way to play the game. Um, how does it all fall? You talk about elk, but um, I know a lot of people want to know about mule deer. What are your thoughts on mule deer um, across the West? It seems like the mule deer opportunities um, have been so highly sought after, and every year it seems like the demand for mule deer hunts goes, goes up and up and up. Yeah, definitely, Jay. I think that... Uh, the mule deer, it's a, it's a common, it's probably not quite as common as the elk uh, uh, request here, but it, it sure is uh, a high one, and it's one that we uh, were awfully passionate about here. Um, you know, short-term goal states guys should be looking at um, are going to probably be similar to that. Montana, Wyoming, Colorado, um, I would probably put those three as kind of the top tier. A few that are outside of the box and a little bit out in left field, but still should be considered as probably uh, South Dakota. And if you really want to get crazy about it, uh, can't Western Kansas, um, that one's definitely not for everybody, but it's worth mentioning. It's a short-term goal and there's some big deer coming out of there. So, you know, with the, the I'll tell you, it's hard to find a 180 class deer anywhere. Doesn't matter where you're hunting or where you know what tag you're on. A 180 plus inch deer is a very tough deer uh, to to find, and it can come out of a whole lot of places. Uh, a 160 to 180 or a 150 to 170 class deer, on the other hand, is definitely. Uh, uh, a lot more available and there's a lot of places and what we found is if you're hunting a 150 to 170 class area often enough eventually you're going to run into an anomaly and so our w whether you're going with an outfitter who's kind of getting you past the learning curve or you're hunting areas that have these low point totals i mean there's over 200 mule deer hunts in colorado that take one or less point to draw 99 percent of them are second and third season but if you're hunting a unit that has a track record for producing 200 inch deer even if it's not the best time of year to be there if you hunt it enough 
I, I really think that uh, the odds are going to tip. Eventually, you'll be there when the weather's right, conditions get good, and you'll have enough history in the area to capitalize on it when those when those stars line up like that. And I think that that's where we find the success in mule deer. It's hard to imagine that we could put it in a box, whether it's in Utah or Nevada or, or Arizona, for guys just getting started and say, okay, we've waited 20 years and we're going to put it in this 10-day window, and all of our dreams are going to come true because we waited 20 years. It's just not realistic anymore. So, Well, and we I can... think the other thing, Jordan, that you have to think about, and I see it a lot in Arizona, is, uh, you know, I guided for Arizona and for elk in Arizona for 20 years, and now I'm just kind of doing bighorn sheep in Arizona because I'm over at the Yacht 6 in Colorado for elk season, but... It got to where our quality had slipped a little bit and guys had, you know, 18 to 24 points and they, you know, wait 24 years to draw a tag and they finally draw it. And then what they don't realize is that, you know, maybe the, maybe the bulls that they had been, you know, seeing and reading about for years, all of a sudden maybe weren't the same bulls that they were after where they could have probably taken those points and drawn maybe twice in that same amount of time and had two pretty good experiences rather than chasing, you know, the upper end, upper echelon bull and maybe being disappointed with that, with that experience and only getting to do it once every 20 years. So I know that's where um, businesses like yours, where you guys uh, earn your money is trying to help people understand where those opportunities are. Um, I, I also think that, you know, from everything that I've heard about the feedback from your service, tell tell me like if someone calls, how do, how does a call get handled when it comes in? How do they become you know part of your service, and what does that entail? You know, Jay, it starts with what we our initial consultation, and that's that's really where the consultants here get to learn about the client that's calling in. And just to feed off of what you're saying, you know, we ask questions like, do you want to go hunting once for deer in the next 20 years and have this chance at, and it's, it's a chance, like you said, Jay, it's a chance at a big deer, or do you want to go hunting mule deer every other year for the next 20 years and go hunting 20 times in 20 years or 10 times in 20 years. And that first initial consultation is basically a learning process for us to so we can have a clear understanding of what the client is looking for then we take a deep breath and we we end the conversation there and we go back and we put together our hunt plan for them it's a very detailed document and we and the consultant then provides the client back on a second call with that hunt plan and that's where you really dive in and work out the, the details of a plan to start applying and doing stuff so it's kind of a two-step process where we, we we learn from them and then we apply our expertise and knowledge and try and present them with a plan and it may be a one-year plan and it may be a 10-year plan depending on what they're looking for but that's kind of how the process works and i'm sure it's a lot like guys that do financial planning as well as people uh, progress with their lives and things change within their lives there's always those um opportunities that change and there's always you know maybe their goals change a little bit um, so i'm sure you have to kind of put some wiggle room in there for if if the opportunity or excuse me if the if the goals change that you can kind of pivot and say okay you know we've kind of been going with this strategy but from what it sounds like you've had some life changes and now you want to move with this strategy with the way you have it set up, is your system, are you able to be fairly nimble and communicate with the clients and, and you know, keep that 
um, communication line open where if things do change, you can service them? 100%, Jay, and our software program is extremely robust. We actually have parameters in our software program that can provide for weddings and and births and the family vacations and all these things that pop up that that may interfere with a season or a draw. And that's all part of the consultation. We look at every angle because we don't, we don't want to miss anything that then puts us like we're behind the curve and you've got a client that's got a tag and he's like, wait, that's the same time as my daughter's graduating from college. I can't do that or whatever it may be. So our software program actually tracks and has the ability to track those for our clients. And that is definitely part of our service. What about all these um, statewide raffles and statewide auctions and, and, you know, some of these different um, organizations that might have, you know, opportunities? Do you also make your um, members aware of, of certain things like that, that, you know, when you look at it on the, on the face value, you might actually have fairly decent odds at getting a tag? Yeah, for sure, Jay. I mean, uh, it's, uh, it's a big part of where i think draws overall in the next 10 to 15 years is kind of is going to be kind of going further and further down that path and i feel like we have a really good program around it i mean the long story short is if there is one that exists we take care of it for for guys i mean i've been on the phone uh like you know uh, quite a bit already this week uh, making sure guys are aware and uh, are getting teed up for a number of these different raffles that normally aren't available to us sitting in our desks or in our houses, be it the Wild Sheep Foundation uh, this year. You know, you don't have to be <laughs> present to win some of that stuff, as well as Full Curl Society and the Hunting Expo. I mean, those are a little bit outside the box normal, but year over year, uh, if there's a raffle that exists, uh, we want our guys to be aware of it and we track all of that and present it to them. And if it lines up with their goals, uh, then we make sure we don't we don't miss any of those, because to your point, I mean, you know, Rocky, right, I, I, as you're probably aware, Jay, I mean, nowadays, it seems like if a guy's chasing sheep there's a pretty good chance the last one that he'll still be chasing is his Rocky somewhere. And how unfortunate to miss a $10 raffle ticket or a $20 raffle ticket for a chance at that coming to fruition because we either stroke a check that'll make our heart stop or we get into every one of these with a ticket or two. And some guys are more aggressive than others, but at least get our name in the hat because that's where the odds come from is, is being in as many of them as we can, not necessarily, uh, you know, dumping the end of the rainbow out on one or the other of them. Yeah. Makes sense. Um, guys, uh, you know, with this Arizona deadline coming up, uh, is Arizona, it used to be Wyoming, I think was due the end of January. And it sounds like you said that date has changed. Does Arizona then become kind of the first one out of the gate. I mean, we obviously had Alaska already. Um, talk a little bit about the different states and and kind of the chain of events that's going to happen over here over the next couple of months. So the the results posting in Wyoming um, have changed, but the okay. the application deadline it's usually January thirty first, but it lands on a weekend this year, so it's uh, it's February first okay. this year. But we've got that as kind of. Uh, yeah, for, for most guys, that's going to be the kickoff to some extent. Uh, it's the Wyoming elk. But then shortly after, we've got uh, February 9th is when the the uh, 
Arizona elk and antelope come. Then we've got uh, Wyoming sheep, moose, and goat. Then we roll into Utah. Then we roll into Wyoming bison. I mean, it, it's definitely we're right on the the front end of of the storm. We're only jumping one jump rope right now, but we're about to be doing double dutch with with a whole <laughs> pile of of, uh, of deadlines coming down the pipeline. But yeah, Arizona, Arizona. I mean, again, that's why I brought up that Wyoming and kind of an idea and a concept that we're looking at for guys who want to be more aggressive because. I, I, like most of us, I've defaulted to point only for a lot of years there simply because I, you know, I want to go to Wyoming. That's why I put in for those points. But I also hate to commit to that hunt until I knew whether or not I drew Arizona. And as a New Mexico resident, obviously, I want to see what the results of those are prior to committing to too much stuff because it's, it, you know, that's part of the fun of the game and to just know that I was right. committed early in Wyoming. I didn't, I don't know. I couldn't wrap my mind around it, but yeah, Arizona's coming, coming quick, Jay. I mean that, like Jason said earlier in the conversation, that's uh, we're watching that one close. I mean, I, our biggest advice with that one definitely is going to be just be careful. If you have point on or a point guard, definitely get it this year. Um, maybe. Yeah. I mean, with the drought and not knowing exactly what our winter and spring moisture, I mean, it's not looking good right now, but like you said earlier, I mean, it could change at, at any time. It's not like it's going to turn the drought around, but I mean, if we get some timely storms um, at the right time here over the next couple of months, it can be salvaged. Um, so right. people need to keep that in mind. But like Jordan says, if you def if you know, you definitely need to spend the five dollars. Don't be so tight that you're not gonna spend the five dollars and not get the point guard because it's basically an insurance policy from all those years of applying that if for whatever reason you draw a tag and, and you know, conditions don't change, you still have the opportunity to right up until the hunt starts be able to give that tag back and still get a point uh and you know, not waste, you know, 18 or 20 or 22 points, or, you know, maybe it's even six or seven. Um, yeah. So I think that's super important with Arizona uh, coming up. And so guys, um, I, I want to ask you, what is the best way for people that, you know, I've had you on the podcast a bunch and I know people really like to call and talk and communicate with you guys. How do you guys feel is the best way for people to, one, learn more about your service, uh, but two, actually, you know, dive in and, and dig into it? Sure. Um, definitely uh, uh, call us is, is our favorite way, right, Jay? Like, we, you know, we definitely feel like we're in uh, the relationship building business and the best way to get that started is, is give us a call and, and just have a conversation with us about what your goals are and, and maybe how our program works. Uh, you can do that easily at 575-222-1234 and, uh, either myself or Jason or, or Casey definitely, um, you know, he's got a lot more time. It seems like than either me or Jason right now, uh, with, you know, as established if things have gotten, but, uh, any one of us, uh, are going to be able to help you. Um, we monitor our social media very closely, either the draw on Facebook or we are the draw on Instagram. And, uh, there's also some ways to communicate with us via chat functions and, and back and forth like that right on our website at the draw.com. So awesome. however guys are comfortable and, 
if you're at work and you can't be on the phone but you can text then hit us up like that <laughs> and if uh and if you do have time to call uh, we we sure like the conversations as much as anything yeah for sure and moving into the new year of 2021 we're in january um are you guys are there any hunts that you're conducting right now in january or anything you know out, out chasing deer anywhere or uh anything going on right now for you guys personally uh, nothing, nothing personal. We've got a few clients in the field doing archery, archery hunts, both mule deer and coos deer here up until the 15th of January. And then Jay, as you know, all of our governor auction type tags go to the 31st of January. So we still have, oh, there's about a half a dozen of those hanging out there that we're still slightly involved with trying to finish up throughout the end of January. Good stuff. Good stuff. Well, um, guys, it's always great having you on the podcast and kind of getting an overview uh, of those elk and, and mule deer opportunities out there. And um, I always appreciate uh, talking to you. It's, it's going to be a bummer not uh, having the shows this year. I always like bumping into you guys and, and uh, chatting it up a little bit. Uh, there it's the embarrassing how bad that hurts, Jay. It shouldn't, <laughs> it shouldn't, I, I, I wish that it didn't hurt that bad, but gosh, I love it up there. Yeah, I know it's, it's a bummer, but um, hopefully we'll get back to uh get back to doing it uh, next season so um guys as always it's great having you on and um uh, casey it's good to uh, get to get to hear from you and uh, look forward to meeting you more i was gonna tell you one last thing too jay if uh, guys want to hear a little bit more of our thoughts on uh arizona elk and antelope uh, we're just getting close to wrapping up the uh uh, Arizona elk and antelope uh, strategy article for go hunt. Um, so once, uh, once we get the final touches on that and then Brady and, and those guys kind of uh, spruce it up and, and do their magic on it, uh, that'll be, should be live here hopefully in the next week, week and a half. And uh, guys can kind of read a little bit more of our, a little deeper thoughts on Arizona elk and antelope. Yeah, for sure. I'm, I'm, I'm just looking at the go hunt insider right now. They just released the draw odds and, um, man, you look at some of these odds and you look at the point creep and some of the stuff, it, it, it is discouraging somewhat, but, you know, I'm speaking as a resident, but from a non-resident point of view, but, you know, you also have to remember that Arizona has the, you know, 5% of the tags can go to random draw. So, I mean, it, we had guys draw unit one archery with three points, a pair of them yeah. last year. I mean, that's even more amazing to us, but yeah, the, 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 the anomalies happen and you can't win if you don't play. Yeah, for sure. And so I think Arizona, it, it's created an interesting dynamic where, you know, it used to be you had to have 15 or 20 points to draw. And I've heard of several, I mean, people contact me every year and they're like, I didn't have any points or I had two or I had, you know, whatever. And um, so, yeah, it's an interesting uh, draw system, how it works for sure. And guys, it's always great having you on the podcast. I wish you the best of success. Thank you, Jay, very much. All right. God bless.